This is the Justice Fighter Podcast. Justice Fighter Podcast. With Attorney Gerald Griggs. Attorney G. Well, we have conversations on social justice, civil rights, and political news that affects us all. Let Attorney Griggs put you on game. Only on the Justice Fighter Podcast, y'all. What's going on, y'all? It's Attorney Gerald Griggs here with the Justice Fighter Podcast here on the Justice Media Network. And I am super excited. I know I always say that, but I truly am super excited for this next guest. My friend, fellow activist, uh, sister in the struggle, Portia Miller. Welcome to the podcast, Portia. Introduce yourself to everybody. How you doing, Attorney Griggs? My name is Portia Miller. I'm known as Queen, and I'm one of the lead community activists here in the greater Atlanta, Georgia, and a national civil rights activist for the country. Well, I'm so supremely proud of the work that you were doing. Could you tell the people a, a little bit about what got you uh, into organizing and how you found yourself on the front lines? Well, for 17 years, I've been a, a community activist, you know, just helping out in, our com in, in my community in Dothan, Alabama. Um, but I really got involved um, around the time of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and the George Floyd um, murder had taken place. So I got into the activist work um, during the during the Breonna Taylor um, case. Okay. And so you were up in Louisville uh, several times, um, got arrested a couple times. Why do you think that was important to be boots on the ground up in Louisville? Well, I thought it was important to be boots on the ground in Louisville because, first of all, I'm a woman of color. And to know that uh, Breonna Taylor was killed like she did in the privacy of her own home as an EMT that worked for her community and her city uh, due to a no-not warrant, due to a no-not warrant that, due to a no-not warrant that was for someone that wasn't living with her. And I wanna give a major shout out to her boyfriend for trying to protect his home. So I felt that it was very important for us to get up there and fight for a woman of color because so long we have seen uh, police officers kill us. And this had been more black men than women, but we could not allow them to get away like they did with Sandra Bland. And we still stay in Breeway and we want justice for Breonna Taylor. Absolutely. And so, you know, after that, you found yourself um, on the front lines down in Brunswick, uh, supporting the family of Ahmaud Arbery. Um, how did you get involved in that and, and how did it impact you? Um, I got involved in it uh, by through via the family of Ahmaud Arbery, his um wonderful aunt Diane Aubrey. Um, she reached out to me. We was just there on the day of action. And um, after I was asked to uh, lead chants and, you know, do what I do for the voice of the people, she came to me and she gave me the, the true story on how Maude Aubrey uh, was lynched and killed in Cecilia Shores. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, affected you and, and caused you to be down there um, for a good part of the protest and the trial. Yes, I was actually down there back and forth for, for a whole six weeks. I, I literally um, was there through the ups, the downs, the racial profiling of the jurors. Um, I was there 
during during the the moments where the father you know he was standing and he was standing strong to the meltdowns i was able to meet his wonderful uh amara's wonderful mother uh wonder cooper jones and got a chance to really get close to the community of Bromwitz and bring the city out and they did they came out eventually yes and i'm i'm sure they appreciated you um you've been back down there numerous times and you've also been helping other mothers um, you just got back from Columbus uh, with the family of uh, Mr. Mr. Jarvis Likes. Tell yes. us about that protest and, and what's next oh, uh, for the mothers uh, in Georgia. Well, as you know, whether it's five or 25, whether it's 25 to 100, we're going to amplify and do what we need to do to bring the cities together behind the mothers. Um, I've met uh, Jarvis Likes' mom, Kathy Scott likes, and I can say that the emotions are still raw. The emotions are still raw from my understanding. They haven't did a march or protest in, in three years in Muskogee County. And we all know that Muskogee County needs to be looked at when it comes to their um, mishandling of black people. And that action was with the Justice for Georgia and uh, the Georgia Reform Coalition um, that I founded was in um, was in, in the ACP. We was all in, um, in agreement to go together in solidarity to fight with the um, uh, mother of Jarvis Likes. Also met uh, the mother Kendra Johnson, Miss Jackie Johnson. Um, also met a young lady um, by the name Kimberly Handy. Her son was murdered by the police um, in Minnesota, uh, named Cordell Handy. So I was able to, uh, and also Jabril Robertson, um, um, Dawson, she was there. And so I met uh, Andrew Smyrna's uh, parents. That was there, and I, I must say it is a very tight group, loving group of women. I, 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 it was an honor to assist, and we're going back to Columbus, Georgia soon. Awesome, awesome. And, and so, you know, I've always said this, and I want to say it on this platform. I, I'm supremely proud of the organizing that you're doing. Um, Thank you. You, know, you talked about uh, some of the cases that you've been involved in and helping families. But I want to specifically drill down on the work that you've been doing in your organization that you just created. Could you tell the people more about your organization and why you feel it's important? The organization I funded and, and uh, put together with a group of people that has their own organizations and lead activists and mothers and family members are called Georgia Reform Coalition. We're soon to be changing our names soon uh, once we go under um, charitable actions. And we fight prison reform, police brutality, uh, uh, economic uh, deprivation, and we also fight for voting rights. So I did that because I seem to have became the spider in this movement for in, in however way came about and I said well you know what instead of us taking this 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 fruit off this tree this fruit off this tree and just going everywhere and fight won't we take it and make it national won't we take it and bring it together and so when we get out here and fight and we go to the capital and we put boots to the ground and march in these streets everyone gets a chance to be supported 
you know, and it, it just brings a massive, because I see now that the, that white supremacy, they really react to numbers. And so I feel that if I brought everyone together and we all fight for the greater good of one cause and we also fight for the abolishment of ICE, um, you know, to get these detention centers shut down, you know, even um, Biden, we are already working on the fact that he lied on his 100 days when he came to Gwinnett County. And um, we had people from Icebreakers, shout out to Nielsen and Elliot, go up there and they practice, they practice their amendment right to use their voice to let them know we are a community and not cages. And so we're gonna go and start taking action down in South Georgia. That's awesome. And so um, with all of this, this active activism that you've been doing and, and some of the uh, cases that you've been involved in, it's helped to, to elevate a voice that was already there. You know, I remember going to Dothan, Alabama with you for the march and the people connecting with us and learning that activism is deeply rooted in your family. Can you talk about yes. how activism is deeply rooted in your family? Um, yes, I do want to say that um, I have been having civil right activism um, families um, during the test of time. And it all started really for me in Mobile, Alabama, when one of my uh, father's family members was hung down in the um, latter part of Mississippi. Um, but also, seven, when I was saying 17 years ago, my activism were dealing with my family, uh, um, the Glasgow's, Kenny Glasgow, Kenyatta Glasgow of Tops. They were with prison reform down there in Dothan, Alabama. They have did a lot of great work. And also being able to be raised in the community as I did work with um, the Reverend Al Sharpton Ashley Sharpton and Dominique Sharpton and uh, from um, National NAN Network. Um, NAN, um, yeah, NAN National Network. Yeah, so National it was uh, good. Yeah, National Action Network. I'm sorry. I just left another show. It's okay. <laughs> Been doing a lot of talking. Um, so with that being said, um, it was embedded in us when we did not even know that it was getting embedded in us. And so once God saw that he needed me in this line of ministry, like I told somebody earlier today, I'm only doing what Jesus did. Jesus did nothing inside of no walls. As a matter of fact, he was running people out of the walls for doing things that should not be happening inside of a temple. So what he did was he walked the streets and he went out and he saved lives and he talked to the community to get them out, to get them out to be voiced. So just like our Black people, such as Ahmaud Arbery, you know, just like um, the late activist Oscar Kane Jr., they got out there, you know, and tried to make a change in their life and tried to make a better me, and they sacrificed Jesus. They crucified him. The government did it, and we're still in the same thing today. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of different type of listeners listen to my, my podcast and, and uh, are listening to the platform. What advice would you have for a, a younger person, particularly a, a younger uh, woman coming up in the movement of how they find their voice and their footing in this movement as we continue to push forward towards justice and liberation? Speak up. Want to say speak up i was told by a wonderful activist um he ran for um the mayor of sandy spring as we know is is dante carter um at first i just wanted to be part of the movement i, I didn't want i didn't know where to where, where my 
my niche was. But I do want to say thank you to Dante Carter and also you, um, Attorney Grizz, for pulling something out of me that I probably felt like I lost for a long time. And that was my voice. And, and I'm using it as a ministry. And I really appreciate y'all for everything y'all have did for um, so many of us in the movement. And if, like you told me, this is not a head fight. It, this is not a hand fight. It's a head fight. And we're and it's a and it's a strategic way you must go by doing things and and if you can do it with dis, uh, disobedience you can also do it with discipline exactly i want to kind of wrap up with the the last kind of major action that we did when we were up in washington dc um yes. with the black women's roundtable and uh uh, Deborah Scott and, and Melanie Campbell and so many phenomenal yes. black women that have been doing this work. How did that affect you getting to be a part of that march <laughs> starting, you know, at the, the National Council for Negro Women with Dorothy Heights picture on the wall and then to march down Pennsylvania Avenue? Just kind of set the scene for us on that. It was absolutely amazing it wasn't much so of the, like the march of washington for votes where it was just so many people out there but it was so many dedicated people that came out and was present for the to stop the filibuster to to make the changes that need to be done so we can pass the john lewis voting act you know and to see all those women come together and unify like that, it brought something out of me to say, yes, we got to do the same thing here in our own state, bringing it together. It don't have to be somebody from just one city, bring it together as a whole, as a nation, so we can fight in unison and in solidarity forever. And I, I'm up for every indebted for Ms. Deborah Scott for allowing me to come up there with the Atlanta NAACP that I'm a happy member and a member of where we was able to fight at the Supreme Courthouse and let them know we want our votes, we want it now, and we're not stopping no time soon. And we already seen what Magic did. So it's back to action come next year, but I'm gonna give you some rest from here yeah. on out. Self-care is important. And so after we get self-care, what's next in 2022 uh, for Queen Portia Miller? What's next for Queen Miller in 2022? I will be fighting for um, the, the criminalization of cannabis. I will also continue to be fighting for the rights of the voiceless, such as um, prison reform, also against police brutality. And I'm getting ready to start a podcast. I think that's great. That's great. How can people follow you, stay connected, assist you in, in your movement with your organization? Um, you can follow me at all letters and numbers. Easy for you to see why I am queen. You can also follow me on Facebook, Portia Miller. That's P-O-R-C-H apostrophe S-E Miller. And I see y'all in the streets. And we appreciate you. Thank you for coming on Justice Fighter Podcast. You know, the podcast is always open as a platform to you for any of the things you want to get out to the community because we really appreciate the work you're doing here. And we love you. Uh, and so, y'all, another great episode of the Justice Fighter Podcast. Please tune in on all streaming platforms. We are streaming on all platforms. Check in on the movement. You always see what's going on in real time. 
and you never know who may jump into the pod. Portia has one last thing she wants to say. Yes, I do have an announcement. January 7th. We are going back to Brunswick, Georgia for the sentencing of the McMichaels and Bryant. Please meet us there, 10 a.m. sharp at the Glenn County Courthouse in Brunswick, Georgia. And also that weekend, we're going to Valdosta for the Kendrick Johnson rally. That starts from the 9th through the 10th. So don't meet me there, beat me there, but I'm going to be there early. Black power. Like power. So 7th through the 10th, we are in Brunswick, and then we're in Valdosta. The Brunswick County Courthouse is 901 H Street, Brunswick, Georgia. Y'all see, I know the actual address because we've been there so many times. So come so on down, times. support the family of uh, Ahmad Arbery, support Marcus and Wanda Cooper-Jones and, and Theo Wanza and so many others who need that support as we finish the run. We finish the run. I really appreciate yes. you, Portia, for jumping on the podcast again. Anytime you need it, we're here uh, and we'll get the message out. Y'all stay tuned in to the Justice Fighter podcast on the Justice Media Network, and we'll see you on the next pod. Peace, peace, peace. This is the Justice Fighter podcast. Justice Fighter podcast. With Attorney Gerald Griggs. Attorney G. Well, we have conversations on social justice, civil rights, and political news that affects us all. Let Attorney Griggs put you on game. Only on the Justice Fighter Podcast, y'all.